So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. I don't know if this would be the last time he ever does this, but I think it'll be one of the very few last times we ever get Steve Harney face-to-face in an environment like this. I think he deserves, for what he has done for the industry, an enormous round of applause as he hits the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Steve Harney. Appreciate you, man. That is one time. Have fun. Have fun. Sit down now. Sit down. You're eating to my time. Sit down. It's an honor to be here, ladies and gentlemen. I truly mean that. That word honor is kind of thrown around too easily nowadays. Not by me. It truly is an honor to be here. And let me tell you why. This is the greatest group of realtors assembled every year, without a doubt. Give yourselves a hand on that. And from all over the place, You come here from different price points, different communities, different everything, and you come and share things to help each other out. And sometimes I get confused. I'll give you two examples. Mike Parker, I think that's your word. Stand up, Mike. Is Christoph here? Usually I could see his jacket from about a half a mile away. Is Christoph, scream Christoph if you're here. No, okay. I wanted to use those. Was that someone getting killed or was that Christoph? I can't see you, Christoph, but the reason I wanted to bring the both of you up, two totally different people. You can both sit down now, Michael. Thank you very much. Mike is from, you know, northern Kentucky, a suburb of Cincinnati, which isn't even in the state of Kentucky who can't show a house on a Friday night because he still lives in one of those communities that everyone's at the football game under the lights. And then you have Christoph, glamour and glitz of Beverly Hills. And we have everyone here from all different markets. Say, what's bringing them together? So I try to think about Mike, who's a good friend of mine, and Christoph, and I said, the only thing I could think of Mike's office is in Florence, Kentucky, and I'm sure Christoph is working with a buyer from Florence, Italy. So they have Florence connecting. But not really, ladies and gentlemen. What you all share is the same thing. You care about your communities. You care about the people who live in your communities. You serve those people, not just with their real estate needs, which you're really good at, but with a whole bunch of different things. 
You are stalwarts in your community. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is an honor, and the stage is shaking, it's a little weird. This is an honor to be here. Now what I'm gonna do is come over and sit down and talk to you about what I see is happening and what you need. Now I know the first question has to be the question that your consumers are asking you, so I want you to take out your pad because I'm gonna give you the answer to this question. What's gonna happen with mortgage rates? How many people want that quite get the answer to that question if a consumer asks you that? All right, here's the answer and write it exactly the way I say it. How the hell am I supposed to know? Now, for the people not from New York, just take out the word hell and put the word heck in. How the heck am I? Ladies and gentlemen, let's get this straight. The guy controlling it, Chairman Powell, he has no idea. The most renowned economist in this country, Mark Zandi, has no idea. I've talked to the presidents of banks, major banks across, they have no idea. Why are you putting pressure on yourself that you're supposed to have some idea? It doesn't make sense. Please, please, please. What's gonna happen with mortgage rates? Who knows? This is what I'll tell you my guess is. We follow that. We have an economist, he follows that. I think by the end of the year, we're probably gonna see a six at the beginning instead of a seven. And probably by the middle of next year, we're gonna see a five instead of a six. That's my guess. And that's worth just as much, that guess is worth just as much as if you go in the back and just meet a total stranger walking through, looking for a bathroom, ask them. Their opinion is worth just as much as mine. Of course, no one knows. So let's stop thinking so much about the things we have no control over, and let's get back to the things we do have control over. That's what I want to accomplish today. So, number one, people are going to ask me this question coming down the stairs. If you want to find me, this is the only place I am. It used to be called Twitter, now it's called X. There's going to be some people, I don't like that. Then don't follow me there. What can I tell you? That's where I am. If you don't like it there, then don't follow me. Here's the important thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we have to get. Concern leads to fear. What happens next? Fear turns to panic. And then panic turns to paralysis. That's what's happening with your consumer right now. They're at the fear stage. There's only one person that can get them out of that, and that's you. If we allow the fear to continue, they're gonna start panicking. If, we, if that continues to happen, then what's gonna wind up taking place is gonna be a total paralysis. Now, well, Steve, people tell me, well, the market's already in a paralysis. What are you talking about? Four million houses sell a year. That's not a good number, I'm not saying it's a great number, but let's talk about this frozen market. If four million houses sell a year, and I think I did the math right, that means 11,000 houses sell a day. If we do the math, they are just under 500 houses sell an hour, and that means about eight sell a minute. So the next time your brother-in-law is going on a 10-minute rant that you're never gonna make another penny because another house is never gonna sell, tell him, while you were yelling at me, 80 houses sold. Don't get caught up into this. There's craziness out there. 
I'm not saying four million's enough. And I'm not even worried about you. If you didn't put money away after the last three great years you had, uh, shame on you. I'm worried about those young people who are trying to buy their first house. They got some challenges right now. And we have to help them. But worrying about the mortgage rate is not the answer. Let me tell you what is the answer, ladies and gentlemen. I believe this very, very strongly, and I'll prove it to you, which I like to do. The fear right now is about the market itself. The fear right now is our home price is going to crash like 2008. Now, you might say, well, Steve, you really think people are worried about that? Let me prove it to you. Here is a graph, consumer survey, coming into this year. The orange bars of the last 10 years. This is the number of people, percentage-wise, that think prices are going to fall in the next year. So we can see that that number was real low going over. There's always going to be some people. It averages around 12%. What's the number on the red bar all the way to the right? 37%. Coming into this year, one out of three people thought prices were going to fall, that we might be headed for another debacle. That's what's keeping many people in their houses, not the mortgage rate. Well, Steve, the mortgage rate, if they have a 3%, why would they take? Ladies and gentlemen, life happens. If you decide you no longer love the person that you married, and the both of you decide that, you could stay there for a 3% mortgage rate, but that's going to last about two months. You're going to get out of there. Because life happens. If you were a young couple, a millennial couple, and you did the cool thing, walkability was so important to you, so you bought that little tiny condo over the pizzeria on Main Street, and now you find out you're pregnant, guess what happens? Your 3% mortgage rate doesn't mean anything. Because life happens. Going back to Mike and the football, if you have a kid that's a great football player, and you know if you move two school districts over, the guy who's coaching over there put five people in Division I programs last year, guess what? 3% mortgage rate doesn't mean anything. You're moving. And heaven forbid you're a young couple that just gave birth to a baby that has special needs with very few hospitals that can handle that need. You're moving to that hospital, that neighborhood. You're not holding on to your 3% mortgage rate. You know why? Because life happens. Now, of course, if the rates come down, and they will, things will get better as far as more transactions. But right now, there's another thing stopping some of these transactions that you do have control over, this. Because, ladies and gentlemen, that was the beginning of the year. There are still one out of four people, one out of four, that think prices are going to go down. So let's assume you had three people over for dinner tomorrow night. Somebody sitting at that table thinks prices are going to fall. I pray to God it's not you. But you have to have that conversation and pull that out. If you go to a barbecue this Saturday and there's 16 people there, four of them think prices are going to fall. Don't talk about mortgage rates. You have no control over that. Talk about where prices are right now. 
And this weekend, when you walk out of your house of worship and the rest of the congregation and you are all heading for the parking lot, all 400 of you realize a hundred of them think prices are going to fall. What's our job right now? To let them know that's not true. Now, I want you to understand it's not that they're crazy. Here's an actual headline from last December from Fortune magazine. And there were tons of these kind of headlines. A 20% home price decline. Forecast models are leaning crash. Here's where the other 13 models have 2023 housing markets going, all going down. There was a message being sent across the country at the end of last year, because prices started to dip, that all, everything was going to break loose and prices were going to crash. There was headline after headline after headline. What did that cause? One out of three people thinking that prices were going to come down. Still one out of four. Who has to turn that narrative around? They were wrong. But they, have they come out saying, hey, we got that wrong, calm down, everybody? No. They didn't say that. That's our job to say. That's our moral obligation to fulfill. Because people are making bad decisions right now, not just because of mortgage rate, because they're afraid. Great realtors remove that fear. That's our job. Again, I use the word pretty strongly, moral obligation, because I believe it to be true. Now, how bad was the fear? Well, I looked it up. I went all the way back to the remnants to where it started, okay, when the, the survey started, which was in June of 2010. That's when all the foreclosures were out there and, and everybody was a negative equity walking away from their houses. There's more fear now than then. Remember what happened in 2020? Remember, like, in, in April, they made this a big announcement that everyone's got to stay home for the rest of your life. Was there fear then about the real estate market? Most definitely. Nowhere near as much fear as was generated last fall and winter. We're concentrating so much on the things we can't control, we're not thinking about the things we can control. That's stopping people from moving forward. We have to get out there and I don't care if you knock on doors, I don't care if you scream, I don't care if you grab the mic from your, your, your parish priest or, and grab the mic and say, listen, I got to tell them something. Prices aren't falling. I don't care how you have to do it, you just got to get out there and do it. Here's what they were thinking, ladies and gentlemen. I, wanted to show, I want you to see this. What wind up taking place is, and by the way, most agents know what's happening, good agents understand what's happening. Great agents ex can, can explain what's happening. Get that. Okay. This is what the experts thought. This is the normal. We took out the two crazy years, you know, 20 and 21. Those other years is normally what happens with new listings coming to the market. It starts off big, hits the middle of the year, May, and then the tail is off for the rest of the year. That happens every single year. So that year, what happened? Well, between May and June, instead of coming down, they sprung up. 
And every expert said, you know what's going to happen? This. They're going to keep on listing. They're petrified. The prices are coming down. This is what's going to wind up taking place. There's going to be a flood of listings on the market. And because there's a flood of listings in the market, the, the prices are going to crash. That's what they said was going to happen. Let's show you what did happen. The exact opposite. Not only did it go above what, it, what was the norm, it's well below what's the norm. Ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't about interest rates. If you go back to that same graph, those same people thought interest rates were going to come down. It wasn't the fear of interest rates. It was a fear that the market might crash again. I'm staying right where I am. We have to let them know that that was a myth. It wasn't true. They lied to you. Maybe they didn't. Well, some probably did for gain. But they just totally misunderstood what was going to take place. Now, I don't understand how you misunderstood it. All right, so let me get this straight. You're thinking as an expert, as an economist, that people are going to see that the market slowed up, so they're going to sell the house that has a 3% interest rate on it and droves to move into a rental that costs more than their mortgage costs. How did, how did that come? How do you figure that out? But that's what they said. We have to turn that around right now, ladies and gentlemen, in a very big way. So let me show you how you can do that. Here is an actual month over month, not seasonally adjusted. That's what happens to prices in this country. Beginning of the year, they go up. To the end of the year, they go down. Now, they don't go down as far as losing value. They just don't go as up as much as they do at the beginning of the year. Which makes sense. As the buyer's market comes in, it's a 48-year average. Prices go up. And as the price in the summertime, as people go on vacation and everything, prices don't raise as much. It's kind of logical, but I wanted you to see it. Because this is what the experts got wrong. Because prices tail off doesn't mean they depreciate. And we'll talk about that in a second. That's like saying, I'm going up a hill in a car, and I'm going 50 miles an hour. Because the hill is steep, I went down to 45 miles an hour. Well, that means I slowed up. It didn't mean I shoved the car in reverse and went back down the hill. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So we have to understand what's taking place. And last year what happened, the confusion that set in, and I'm going to take this graph and minimize it. So it's the same graph you just saw, I just made it smaller. Here's what happened, ladies and gentlemen. In the first half of the year, prices appreciated well above what they should have appreciated at. It was the tail end of some craziness. So what was required at the second half of the year? Some sort of adjustment which we got. And as soon as that adjustment started, what did the people say? What did the experts start saying? Here comes another one. You thought 2008 was bad? Just wait. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that didn't happen. 
So let's take a look at this year, what has happened so far. The orange is what I showed you before, last year. The black is what is the norm, the 40-year average. The green is what happened this year. January, prices were still down a little bit. In February, they didn't go up as much as they normally do. Next couple of months, they went up a little bit more than they normally do, but nowhere near where they went up last year. And I need to stop right here. First of all, let's give a hand to Mark Davison. I thought he was unbelievable. Give him a big hand. And the thing he was most right about is, don't send this out. If there are agents out there sending this graph, hoping people understand it, I don't want to call you a moron, but my vocabulary is too weak. I don't know what the word is. You have to explain stuff. You have to teach stuff to people. You can't throw stuff at people. But you need to understand it first so you can explain it to them. So what do we have? We have normal appreciation coming, ladies and gentlemen. And let's take a look at it. Here's the actual graph Mark showed you, only with a black background. Last year, appreciation was too high at the beginning of the year, all the way to the left. The end of last year, there was an adjustment. Then at the beginning of this year, what happened? We got back to normal. Where are we right now? Normal. Does that show red lines getting bigger and bigger and bigger as you go all the way to the right? No. It shows green lines. Prices are going up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, remember this, because this is what's going to happen in about a month, maybe six weeks from now. You're going to hear it again. Prices are falling. No, they're not. They're just not appreciating at the same level they did earlier in the year. So what we're going to see, what I want you to say is just this. Deceleration of appreciation is not the same thing as depreciation. If I'm going up a hill at 50 miles an hour and my speed drops to 45, I am not going in reverse. I'm still going up the hill, just a little slower. That's what they need to know. But ladies and gentlemen, there's some headlines coming, baby. They're coming. And if you want to, you want to see me call them morons, go to Twitter. I don't care if you hate it or not. My son, who owns the company, won't let me do it live, but on Twitter, I am a free man. So what's going to happen this year? Prices are going up, maybe a little bit more than they should. They're going to come down. We might even see one red bar one month this year. But what's going to wind up taking place? The average appreciation from 1980 to 2022 was 4.92%. Guess what we're going to wind up this year about? Somewhere around 5%. And you know what people are going to say? Well, it wasn't the 20% it was two years ago. Right. Thank God. That's not the bad news, dope. That's the good news. The other thing I want you to see there, because it's important, when people tell you, well, prices always go up and they always go down, that's just not true. Here's 1980 all the way through. They went to when there was a recession, a recession caused by housing. All the other years, they went up. 
Again, let's repeat this because I want to get something over with right now. Most agents know what's happening. Even the agents not here kind of know what's happening. Every agent in here, I think, understands what's happening. You're the best of the best. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just address that for a second because I said that before. You are great, the greatest agents in the country. That doesn't surprise me because Tom Ferry, what does he attract in his whole life? Every aspect of his life, greatness. In every aspect of his life, he attracts greatness. That's the type of person he is. But you know what I know about greatness? What does greatness demand? What do you demand? The best. And I don't know if you know, but Tom is rated as the number one real estate coach in the country. Not by me, his friend, by the people who look at that kind of stuff and rate that kind of stuff. And I'm not 100% sure the number of years in a row, but I think it's 107 years in a row if that's been the case. But you could ask him, I'm not 100% sure. But now this is what I'm going to get attacked with as I walk off stage. Because for 17 years, I heard the same complaint. Steve, this national stuff is really good. But I need it in my local market, Steve. And for 17 years, I said, shut up, I can't do that. And I still can't do it. But I want to let everybody know now, KCM figured it out. We're going to give you local information right down to your zip code, right down to your zip code on your market. We already have 10 data sources that we're doing. Most of them are about inventory. The reason we started with inventory, because we're going to be on a march the next two months at KCM to teach you how to get that inventory. That's our goal. Our biggest challenge in the last two months was getting the pricing right. What's our goal in the next two months? Get you listings. Between Tom and us, you're set. That's what, out of the first 10, I think eight of them about inventory. So you have that right down to your local market. National insights, local, you'll be able to put the national over the local so you can say, this is what's happening in the nation, this is what's happening here. For 17 years, you've been busting my chops about this. I thought I'd get a bigger hand when I said it's available. Now, pick up your phones like you do, copy the IQ code. You can go right there and find out more about it if you want. And for the people saying, I don't really care, you can also get my slide presentation if you want, right on that QR code. So go ahead and do that. KCM has a booth in the back. When I'm finished here, I'm going to head back there. If you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. But ladies and gentlemen, this is what KCM is dedicated to from now really to the end of the year. Building inventory. Helping you build the inventory we need. Now let's go back to this. Fear number two. It's 2008 all over again. What they mean by that, and the, and the experts were talking about this. Well, you know what, Steve? The foreclosures are coming back. I know it. Prices are dropping. We're going to have all sorts of problems. There's a recession coming, and this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and then Martians are going to attack us. Now we know there really are UFOs, and they're going to destroy our world. 
guys, chill out. Chill out. So I'm going to go rapid fire through these. This is what they say, because facts will alleviate fear. Recession will cause unemployment to skyrocket. Well, so far we haven't seen a recession. And as far as the uh, unemployment rate is concerned, let's assume it doubled. It wouldn't be what it was in 2008. If it doubled, most people say that if we think it's going to go to five, that Chairman Powell will pull it back at five. Five isn't even the 75-year average in this country. So all those people, like your brother-in-law or that guy who's doing YouTube videos out of his mother's basement saying the world is going to crash, when they talk to you, have this stuff on your phone. No, but actually, you're wrong. Let me show you. Well, the other thing, what are they saying? Well, it's the highest mortgage debt ever in American history. What do you say to that, Steve? $12 trillion is owed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, because houses went up and more people bought houses, the amount of mortgage money is going to go up. The only thing that matters is this graph. What's the mortgage debt to the amount of money people make? And it's not high. It's one of the lowest it's ever been in history. So they want to compare it to 2008, when to October 2007 was the highest it ever was at 7.2% mortgage debt to income, disposable income. Right now, it's almost half that, and it's lower than it was in 1980. So this whole concept that there's too much mortgage debt out, you're wrong. Not true. Millions are leaving the forbearance program. Now that the forbearance program's over, all those people that can come out as foreclosures. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me show you how many people are left in the forbearance program. You have to look all the way to the right, next to the little grave things. You know all those other people, all those other color lines? They're already out. They caught up. They sold their house. They paid off their mortgage. They worked out a deal with the bank. The forbearance plan helped so many families avoid foreclosure. And there's almost nobody left in it. So these people say, millions of people are going to come out. You're wrong. And I'm so, it's hard, so hard for me not to say moron. Because at the end of each one of those sentences, I want to say, you're wrong, moron. But I, I'm not supposed to say that. So I'm not going to say that. But Steve, I just read a headline. Foreclosures are up 187% over 2021. That's true. Let's take a look at 2021. See that little, little red dot all the way toward the right? Because remember, you weren't allowed to foreclose houses in 2021. Moron. Of course it's 187% over nothing. What are these people thinking? Homeowners are already not paying their mortgage, Steve. I know it. There's a recession coming. Things are tough. Everything is there. All right. First off, that's not even true. These are serious delinquencies so far this year. Actually, going back to January 2022. How many people are 90 days behind? Not only are not more people not paying their mortgage, there are more people paying their mortgage than there was back then. It's the exact opposite of what they're saying. Those morons. 
you have to have this information, but you can't stutter. If you stutter, they're empowered. Not, I, I don't want anybody to call anybody moron. Well, well, maybe you know one or two you could say that to, but most people you shouldn't call moron. Here's the real essence of it. This is from Marina Walsh, the Vice President of Industry Analysis at MBA. The seasonally adjusted mortgage delinquency rate fell to the lowest level since MBA survey began in 1979. Not only is it high, it's the lowest level it's ever been. Buoyed by a resilient job market, homeowners are continuing to make their mortgage payments. Well, Steve, what about negative equity? Don't tell me. Prices came down. There's going to be negative equity. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the, the answer to that. I'm going to show you on the left the amount of homes that were negative equity during the great financial crisis, and on the right, the number of homes that are in negative equity right now. Ready? No, we're nowhere near that. We're not going to get anywhere near that. There's just too much equity in the country. Not going to happen. Okay? So it's really, really important, ladies and gentlemen, that we get that. How many homes are in negative equity? See that little red slash there? That's how many. You know what that big number there is? That 38.7%? People who own the house free and clear. They could buy their next house without worrying about getting a mortgage. Are you talking to those people? Or are you still worried about the mortgage rate? Now, I'm going to end with this. You own an Apple store. You don't own a McDonald's. See, I came from New York. In New York, it snowed a lot. And there were snowstorms. You could be trapped in your house for four days. If you owned a McDonald's and it snowed and you were trapped, people were trapped in the house for four days, guess what? You lost all those meals. People didn't sit in their home and not eat and wait until the snow melted. You lost the breakfast, lunch, and dinner for all four of those days. If you owned an Apple store and somebody wanted to buy an iPad, and they didn't want to buy it online, they wanted to go in, touch it, taste it, get the accessories and everything, but there was snow, you lost four days with people coming into your store. You did not lose one sale. Not one sale did you lose. Because once that snow melts and once those streets are cleared, guess what's going to happen? They're going to come. And ladies and gentlemen, my guess, it's going to be next spring in the buyer's market. You're going to have an avalanche of business. Avalanche. And you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried that you're in panic instead of in preparation. Because the great Apple store manager is saying, i got to put an extra couple of people on. I got to make sure I have extra apples and iPads. You have to get extra listings to be ready for that time. You have to stop talking about mortgage rates. And what's the answer if they say, what's going to happen with mortgage rate? How the hell am I supposed to know? That will end the conversation. Tell them nobody knows. The guy running it doesn't know. Why would I know? You're not going to lose a deal. As a matter of fact, you're going to lose the deal of the agents that are panicking.
not preparing. You're going to pick their deals up. The agents who are not here or not on the simulcast, you're going to pick their deals up. All you need is patience, ladies and gentlemen. Everything's going to be fine. Now, just to make sure this is not a room of panic, I'm going to give you seven words. I'm going to end with this. I'm going to give you seven words. The people from New York don't write these down. Here are the seven words. Calm down, sit down, think, plan, act. The same seven words I gave you in April of 2020. Did it work then? Yep. Is it going to work now? Yep. Just calm down. Sit down. Think, plan, act. Now, how many people here from New York? Yell out. You have 11 words. So write these down. Calm the F down. Sit the F down. Think, plan, act. Sorry, New Yorkers speak a different language. I apologize for that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end with this. You have one or two choices. Panic or prepare for an onslaught of business that's coming. We're going to have a couple of months wait on it, but it's coming. Your choice. I, you gave me a half hour of your life just now. I hope I gave you a decent return on your investments. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.